Hello there, welcome to MMA Fight Club. I'm your host, Manny Galarza. In today's episode of Pick Your Poison, we're going over UFC Vegas 44, Rob Font versus Jose Aldo. We've got 14 total bouts to talk about, some prop bets we want to discuss, some definitely some live underdogs you want to consider, over-unders, violent spots, distance bets, high-risk spots that we're going to warn you, be cautious of. They can be the apple pie shitter of your parlay, as our buddy Cody Saptic likes to say. And of course, at the end, we'll discuss a few parlays along with our lottery parlay, where you can turn $1 into a $17,000 winner, if that makes any sense, right? All right, here we go. Let's get started. Okay, let's talk about our favorite spots in this card. First, Crute versus Hill. That fight is is going to be violent. Um, one of those two guys is going to finish the fight. At minus 350, I don't love it. It's kind of chalky. Um, but it kind of shows you the bookies know this fight is not going to the judges' scorecards. Either Hill knocks out Crute early on, or Crute wears him out, gets him on the ground, ground and pound, maybe even submits him. All right, next one up, Maki Patola. I'm so surprised that he's still plus money on the money line. And I say that not because I think Maki Patola is an amazing fighter. It's just that Dusko Todorovic, I mean, he's he's shown that he's got some issues with his chin, um, not great survival skills, um, lost two fights in a row. Um, he's running into a really, I, I, I'm going to say crafty, but I think uh, Maki Patola could be described as gritty, pretty gritty guy. So I think he squeaks out a decision here. Uh, maybe even finishes Todorovic. So at plus 140 money line, I like that spot a lot. All right, so Wells versus Matthews. The fight not going the distance. Here's another fight. Reminds me a lot of the Crute versus Hill fight. Just going to be a lot of violence. You know, you've got guys who throw heavy hands. Um, in the case of Wells, like that's kind of all he knows. He doesn't have great technical boxing, but he likes to swing. He likes to swing for the fences. Um, could have some cardio issues later on that could catch up to him. And his, his most underrated aspect of his game is his BJJ. You know, he trains there at Renzo Gracie, Philadelphia. He trains with a lot of very good grapplers and BJJ, you know, practitioners. So he's very good in that area. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets Matthews in some trouble with that as well. So, but I like Wells um, and Matthews not going the distance. Someone, something's got to give there. Okay, Azamat Mirzakhanov. Um, I like him to win straight up. Now, I will talk again later on in this in this uh, episode here about how I'm having a little bit of, uh, let's say, I'm just, I'm just getting like, that feeling you get when somebody's supposed to win and they're favored and all of a sudden you're like, Ugh, I don't know. At minus 225, it's a parlay piece. It's a straight up piece. Um, he should win this fight. And part of it is because he's fighting a guy, he's fighting a guy in Jared Vendera who's coming in here late notice. Um, a guy who's shown signs of slowing down recently. Um so yeah, Azamat should win this fight. All right, next one. Claudia Puelas, plus 450 to win by submission. That's nice. I think uh, it's likely. You know, it's not guaranteed. Um, but with the way that, you know, he's fighting a guy who has been submitted a lot. You know, um, he's fighting a guy who puts himself in situations where, you know, he, he, he doesn't necessarily defend his neck. <laughs> okay, so... I think with Chris Grutzmacher, I like the guy. He's tough as nails, man. He's He's got a good fan base. But if he gets himself into the wrong spot here, especially later in the fight when he's a little bit like, you know, slowing down a little bit, I think Claudio Plus can you know scoop up a submission there. All right, minus 250 for uh, Cheyenne Bays or Cheyenne Vlismas versus Martin going to decision. Now, could this fight end inside the distance? Yeah. Um, I can see either Cheyenne putting it on her with her hands or I can see Martin just exhausting her because she's talked recently, you know, the, the, the breakdown on Blissmas and how she's recovering from, you know, uh, COVID and her lungs and whatever else. So could that play out with like a round three, just like ground and pound? She's exhausted. She can't defend herself. Maybe, but it's a women's bout. And I think the likelihood is it goes to decision. At minus 250, slightly chalky, but is what it is. 
Um, Brandon Allen on the money line at minus 365. This is a lot like Azamat Mirzakhanov where they're both kind of scaring me a little bit. I wouldn't over parlay these pieces, but I do like Brandon Allen a lot. If I just don't look at the money line and just consider him straight up to win this fight, I do like him a lot to win. I just wish it wasn't so chalky. So those are our favorite spots on the on this card. Okay, let's talk here about distance props. Which fights are either go to the decision or going to get finished inside the distance, right? So first up, Font versus Aldo. I think that fight goes the full distance. Both guys are not only very durable, they're smart. They're going to take their opportunities in there to diagnose their opponent. You know, basically be patient. Um, not overdo it. They know it's a five-round fight. These guys are veterans. They're going to be crafty about their approach. In the breakdown, we talked about how Rob Font, in, you know, Rob Font 2.0, as he's getting more mature as a fighter, he's very patient, sometimes almost to a fault, but he's very patient. He works behind the jab. Jose Aldo, um, he does look great. You know, he looks wonderful recently. You know, it's like he dropped down in weight class. He, he, he looks, he's got his youth back. But the reality is round four and five is still going to be a grind. These guys are probably going to look to slow themselves down purposely at times in those first few rounds, get things under control. And then from there, you could see it becoming a chess match. Both guys have a chin. Okay, so I do see this fight here going to, to decision. That's minus 135. Not bad. All right. This one right here has a little star by it because I really like this one a lot. Mirzakhanov versus Vandera, not going to decision. Some obvious points here. It's a heavyweight fight. Uh, Vandera's coming in late notice. He slows down quite a bit. Um, you know, Mirzakhanov, he's undefeated, Russian fighter. They're kind of serving him up here, you know, a nice opportunity. So at minus 230, the fight not going to decision. I like that. Minus 165 for the fight uh, going to decision with Grutzmacher versus Puelles. Um, Not super confident in it. I'm not sure it doesn't go, you know, to decision. But somebody tells me Grutzmacher, who's got just like hard head. Puelles, who doesn't have amazing like finishing power with his hands. Some submission ability, which we'll talk more about here. But I think this fight ends up just going to the scorecards. These guys are fairly evenly matched. Next fight, Menafield versus Knight. Now, here's a fight where they are evenly matched, but someone's probably going to get knocked out. I just don't know who it's going to be. Um, I would think it's probably going to be Menafield winning the fight. But when Knight knocks out Menafield, no one's going to be shocked. You know, what will be shocking is if it goes to decision. I could tell you here's how that could happen. After round two, they're gassed. They come out for round three, it gets sloppy, you know, lay and pray, hugging each other. They're both exhausted. They have nothing left. They're like, listen, just fuck it. Let's go to the decision. Let the judges decide. So that could happen. But for that first round, at least that first round and a half, you're going to see some fireworks. And let's hope Benefield, you know, backs up those numbers here. Actually, I shouldn't say that. I, I like both fighters here. But the fight not going to distance, minus one night. I like that spot. Here's another spot. The fight going to decision, which you heard as one of our favorite spots here on this uh, card, minus 250, Vlismas versus Martin, or Cheyenne Bays versus Martin. It's a women's bout, probably goes to decision. Matthews versus Wells. This is another banger. I think these guys are going to go at it, especially Wells. He doesn't really know any other way, just to just come forward and be aggressive and be wild like he was against Alves. And so it's like, I'm either going to win that way or I'm going to die on my sword. I think uh, Wells may finish Matthews here, but if he gets finished too, I'm not surprised. So the fight probably does not go to distance. Minus 115, you get an even money there. All right, minus 165 for Cop versus Zmogulov. And that fight going to decision. Um, I just think it goes to decision. These guys are evenly matched. Grapplers, uh, I'm sorry, grappler in, in, the, in the way of Zmogulov. Cop will try to keep it at distance. He hasn't done great at that in the past. I think Zmogulov could ugly this thing up. We get to the scorecards at some point. All right, this one I like a lot. Another star here. 
Maki Patolo versus Todorovic. The fight not going to decision or not going the distance. I think Todorovic has a terrible chin. I think at minus 145, it's free money. It's almost pick him. Um, but I, I think Todorovic doesn't make it three rounds. All right, next one up. Morono versus Gall. I think this fight does not go to decision. I think at some point, either Mickey Gall swoops up a um, submission or Morono knocks out Gall. Next fight, Curtis versus Allen. Again, I think this fight here does not go to decision because either Curtis knocks out Allen early or Allen gets to Curtis over three rounds, wears him down, so it doesn't go to decision. Uh, next one, Guida versus Santos. Um, I think this fight does go to distance. These guys are very evenly matched. Guida's crafty. If he can avoid getting submitted, this fight probably goes to decision. Next one up is one I like a lot as well. It's starred. Hill versus Crute. The fight, again, not going to decision or not going the distance. Something's got to give here. Hill's going to be aggressive early on. Crute, we'll see if his cardio you know, can, can, can hold up in round two and three, but I don't think both these guys make it to the scorecards. And last one, Riddell versus Fizev. Fizev. I've, been gone, I've gone back and forth with this one. You know, A side of me says, well, they're both going to be swinging hard at some point. Um, you can see somebody at least getting cracked, right? Someone definitely gets hurt. Let me put it out there. But man, they've got good survival skills, especially in the case of Riddell. We've seen that. So it's only three rounds. It's not a five-rounder. If it was five rounds, you're saying probably one of these guys will, will, will not last five rounds. But in this case, I think it does go to decision it's going to be close this one was a fight where i thought a split decision possibility might be there if you if you're using a book that offers split decisions all right let's um, talk about some violent spots we like here so maki patola to win inside the distance that's plus 250. i think patola at some point either chin checks Todorovic or on the ground patola's shown that he's pretty good with his submission skills so either way i think at some point he gets to uh Todorovic, and i think at plus 250 that's just good money right there all right, uh, Luis Smolka to win inside the distance at plus 230. I can't take credit for this. Listening to MMA Lawton, uh, that's MMA L-O-T-N. If you're not following him on uh, Twitter, Instagram, on, on YouTube, uh, the guy does amazing work, has a lot of great guests, uh, has great shows. I was listening to him, and he's right. Um, I, I looked into this more. Luis Smolka, on his best day, and when he's really doing well um, in this fight, if, if he comes out here ready, he can get himself a finish here. So plus 230 is nice. Next one here is um, Cheyenne Vlismas, a.k.a. Cheyenne Bays, to win inside the distance at plus 400. Let me just paint this picture for you real fast. Let's pretend all this stuff she's talking about with this uh, COVID, the interview she did, it's just all smoke and mirrors. She's totally fine. She seemed fine during an interview. She did a little fake little <coughs> cough on the side, like, uh, I'm still, look, <clears throat> see, I'm having a hard time breathing. Like, I don't know. I don't take her for a fool. I think she could be a little ra little crazy sometimes, but I don't take her for a full-on fool. Cheyenne Bays, a.k.a. Cheyenne Vlismas, at her best, when she's really peeking out, her hands are moving, she would finish a person like Mallory Martin. We, we all could we could all agree on that. So with that said, at plus 400, I'm going to take a little dash, a little sprinkle on that bad boy. All right, next one up. Jeremiah Wells to win by TKO at plus 350. A little surprise they're giving this at plus 350 here on DraftKings because it's like if you had to choose the outcomes for this fight, it's them going to a decision which would be like a grueling match where Jeremiah Wells is exhausted at the end into like deeper waters. He's already thrown all the hard punches he can. He's got nothing left. He's probably on his back at that point, and it goes to decision. That's one outcome. Uh, Jeremiah Wells gets himself in trouble. He swings too hard, and Matthews clips his ass, and he gets a finish. Or the third scenario is that Jeremiah Wells tags Matthews and gets a TKO like he's done many times before. He's got many finishes on his record. So 
Um, yeah, plus 350, I think it's a spot you want to look at here. I like it just the way I like the Vlismas spot. You know, it's like if you just bet both of these, one of them wins, you know, you're into some plus money. All right, Mickey Gall by submission at plus 550. This one is, to me, a head scratcher. Mickey Gall, I know we talked about this before. The numbers were, we brought him out in the, um, in the breakdown show. But he's got a whole bunch of submissions. Um, a high, you know, I think his first four fights, his first four pro fights, he submitted all four guys. I think in three of his amateur fights, two of those three, he won by submission, specifically the rear naked choke. So if somehow he gets the back position at some point in any part of a fight, yikes. Um, so plus 550, I like it. I like it. And Mickey calls from New Jersey. So from Jersey, not too far from where I'm at. Jimmy Crute at plus 100 to finish the fight. Give me that money. Um, I think Jamal Hill, we talked about in the breakdown show, is got a lot going on outside the octagon. I think he's got to find a better training environment. Um, I think he's been drinking the Kool-Aid on himself, thinking that he's probably better than he is. I think his boxing is suspect. And people are like, he's an amazing boxer. I'm like, nah, I don't know about all that. Anyway, I think Jimmy Cruz got a chance to finish this fight either on the feet by tagging Jamal Hall when he's off balance or Jamal Hill off balance, or on the ground where he grinds him out. Crute's a former Division One wrestler. We talked about this. You know, guys, guy can wrestle. All right, Alonzo Menafield to win by TKO. If you like Knight, then you're going to do the same thing. Just bet Knight at, at whatever, probably plus 250, plus 270, right? Just maybe a little more than this. This fight's going to end most likely by a TKO. These guys are so similar, very stocky, very strong, big looping punches. They, they throw those like Francis Ngannou punches that will, you know, send you into next week. So... Plus 220, I like it. I'll take a stab here. When I say a stab, for me, my confidence level here is not a full unit. And a unit for me is $100. I would most likely with this this right here put anywhere from a third of a unit to a quarter of a unit. You know, that's it. That's my level of confidence here because I believe he could get knocked out too. All right, last one here. I like this one. I'll be putting a half unit of this one is Claudio Puelas to win by submission at plus 450. I don't want to beat a dead horse. We've talked about this before, but Pulos is very good with submissions. He's fighting a guy who's not very good at defending submissions. Um, Chris Grootsmacher, for all the things that he is, you know, he's not good at defending submissions. <laughs> okay. That's just something he's not good at. All right. Let's move on here to our risky spots. So we've only got a few here, five in total. I'm going to talk about them real brief here. These are some high risk spots. And if you're watching from the beginning of the show, you're probably like, well, how can you put some of your high risk spots on the same you know, show and then say also you have confidence in those spots. I'll explain to you here. At minus 25, Merzakhan off on the money line, it appears for all intents and purposes that he should win the fight. That's good money, that's good value then, okay? If you're looking at all the intangibles, yes, he's a little bit, not a little bit, a lot shorter. Uh, yes, he's moved up and down in weight class from light heavyweight to heavyweight. Um, yes, he's undefeated. So we don't really know what he's capable of. He hasn't really been tested, you know? And some people say a fighter is not really a, a seasoned fighter until they've lost a fight already, you know, and I, I get that, you know, it sort of helps them mature, fix their mistakes, right? Undefeated, they're thinking, no, oh, I'm perfect, right? Anyway, um, he should win. Undefeated Russian fighter uh, going against Jared Vend Vendera, who's a late replacement, who I'm not a really big fan of anyway in terms of how he looks and fights. He looks like he has a concussion when he walks into the octagon. He's got that look on his face, and he's kind of slow and plodding, and so the Russian should win the fight. But this one, my hairs just start standing up on my back. And I keep staring at it. I'm like, why is it like not minus like 400? Like in my head, I'm like, this should be minus 400. Like he's definitely going to win this fight. And it's lingering around like minus 200, minus, two, minus 225. And that gets me just 
feeling not not good right now makes me wonder, do, do people know something that I don't know? Do the bookies know something I don't know? And I've heard some people, some cappers say they like Jared Vander to, to win the fight. So that scares the shit out of me too. Anyway, does that explain a little bit why I have Mirzakhanov on my favorites list as a parlay piece? And then now I have him also here as a high-risk spot. I hope so. All right, Alex Morono at minus 250. I just think that's priced incorrectly. Um, I talked about this in a breakdown show. Morono beat Cerrone this year. He finished him in round one. Yes, Cerrone's a, a good fighter, like, but he's not a good fighter anymore. <laughs> like, you know, he was he was very good at one point. Like, it's it's now the tail end. Uh, and there's rumors that he's not training as hard as he used to. And maybe he's just collecting a few checks on his way out. And Morono made him look really bad in their fight. And I think that has catapulted Morono right now to get this kind of a money line where this should be closer to a pick em, you know? So at minus 250, I would be really, really cautious with that. I mean, I don't know many educated gamblers for mixed martial arts that will actually pay 250 for this. I don't think they would do it. Now, what's going to happen is maybe less experienced gamblers or more casual gamblers are going to see that in line and say, oh, I could stick that into my parlay. And then at the end of the night, they're going to end up being disappointed when that minus 250, which looks on paper like, oh, it's oh, two and a half to one favorite. Like he should win. I'm just telling you right now, he's getting that number because of a recent fight that, you know, against a guy who's a has-been over the hill. So, all right, Brandon Allen at minus 365. This is just like Mirzakhanov where, yes, he should win the fight. Clearly, he's got the tools. Um, Chris Curtis, his opponent, is coming off of a recent fight. Chris Curtis is, you know, riding the, the wave right now. He can, nice finish, nice knockout. He's got a bunch of knockouts in his, you know, his pass. This will be a second UFC fight. Quick turnaround, didn't have a full camp. You got Brandon Allen, who's very talented and young and up and coming and still growing. And, you know, yes, he lost against, you know, Strickland, but he learned from that. And, you know, this money line right here reflects, I believe, where he should be around minus 350 to minus 400 as a favorite. But, man, we got to talk about Chris Curtis and acknowledge the fact that that guy's just like he's the X factor, right? He's the guy who like could be losing two and a half rounds and then wapata. <laughs> he lands one punch and just throws your whole whole night upside down. So. I will bet Brendan Allen in a few parlays. Okay, that's how I'm going to bet him. But I'm going to be very like selective with that too. I'm not going to overdo it. I don't want to end the night look at my parlays and they're all trash just because Brendan Allen got knocked out by Chris Curtis. And as I say that, you can believe that would happen, right? You can kind of see that happening. Chris Curtis knocking out Brendan Allen. All right, next one. Leonardo Santos on the money line at minus 190. I just think there's a there's good value there. Um, I like that play. Um, but at the same time, at the same time, it's, it's here's here's what it is. Here's it. at minus one ninety. Okay, what are you expecting? Like, how much of a favorite is that? You know, when you're thinking about it, like that's basically minus two hundred, right? It's a it's a pretty good favorite. It's it's the kind of favorite where you're like, I'm pretty confident this guy's gonna win. But who's he fighting? He's fighting a juggernaut. He's fighting a wild man, a guy who looks like a Neanderthal at times. Well, he cut his hair. He looks a little better now. But Clay Guida is just that guy who comes in uh, at a, as a plus number guy, not supposed to win. He's fought like 50 some odd fights, almost 60 fights, been around forever, um, 40 years old. Santos is 42. Like there's just a lot of, uh, a lot of mushiness here. And so for me at minus 190, even though I like that number for Santos when like he's on his game, there's value there if you like him, but, but there's too many butts. There's too many butts. And so I, I can see this being another situation where people will put this into a parlay. 
especially look i did this when i first started wagering on mixed martial arts when you're like last minute crunching numbers or you're on your phone you're on the run you're traveling you're like i'll put this over here with this oh you know what that looks good and i remember the clay guida guy he's all over the place and he may have lost a fight i watched and he taps out all the time whatever and then it's you know come and watch the fight and you're like oh he's 42 years old oh leonardo santos is 42 okay well i should have thought about that yes yeah. so at minus 190 that's high risk spot and the last one is manel cape uh or manel cop uh i don't trust him yet um as a fighter i think that right now he's still in a situation where he's gotta gotta show a little bit more better fight or just show better fighter iq i almost said mo better for those old school people like me mo better blues with um spike lee joint spike lee movie that was a classic denzel washington anyway i'm dating myself um Back to what I was saying. So, yes, I think Manel Cop has to show me that he's going to be a little bit more reliable, use better strategy. Um, in a recent fight we, 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 we talked about, we reviewed, where he had chances in the fight to just mount the guy and get on top of him, and the guy's on the ground, and he was, like, not doing it. And the fight was close, and you're like, ah, dude, come on, man. So, at minus 250, I just don't trust him. These are our high-risk spots. If they, if they exist in some of your parlays, maybe come up with a hedging strategy. If you've put something, some serious money here on Brandon Allen or Mirzakhanov, Morono, just maybe come up with a hedging strategy. That's what I would say. And if you haven't bet on them at all yet, I would say consider this advice. Bet on them with caution. Use them in parlays with caution. And I wouldn't take any of these straight up. I just don't see the value in that. All right, this brings us to the first parlay. Let's talk about it. We've got Alonzo Menafield at minus 150, Brad Riddell at minus 105, Jimmy Crude at minus 170, Brandon Allen at minus 365, Patola at plus 150. You combine those five legs to give you 1,000 or plus 1,545 odds. A $25 wager pays out $411. So that's a quarter unit for me. I'll be putting that parlay in there and it pays out pretty nice there. Those are good odds. Those are damn good odds. All right. So parlay number two Rob Font at minus 155, Jeremiah Wells at plus 155, Cheyenne Vlismas at minus 190, and Smolka at minus 155. That gives you plus 953 odds, so almost plus 1,000 odds. So for me, a half unit, $50 wager is going to pay out $526. So when you look at that parlay, too, I mean, I like Font. I, I, I still agree. Jose Aldo's a good fighter. He's always game. Um, I think Jeremiah Wells has a chance. He's a dog chance, right? For Cheyenne Vlismas, if she's healthy and ready to fight, she should win that fight. And Smolka... He's had some bumps in the road, but he also should win. So this is a parlay that I feel comfortable with. It's only four legs. I go sometimes a little bit haywire with the parlays, but it's a four-legger. Um, you got a chance here. Half unit, 50 bucks. What's that's like two or three jinx if you live in a city. Um, pays out pretty good. All right, let's look at our lottery parlay. So this is a parlay that'll turn $1, a $1 wager into $17,654. If this hits, not only will I be a little richer, you'll be richer We'll all be happy. Let's pray, pray, pray. All right, so here it is. Luis Smolka, Mickey Gall, Claudio Puelas, Alonso Menefield, Cheyenne Vlismas, Jeremiah Wells, Zaga Zmogulov, Maki Patola, Darian Weeks, Brandon Allen, Jimmy Crute, Clay Guida, Brad Riddell, and Rob Font. If you combine all 14 of those legs, <clears throat> it'll give you 1 million Seven hundred and sixty-five thousand three hundred and seventeen odds. That's obviously plus odds, right? A one-dollar bet 
would then pay out $17,654. So this is most likely not going to happen. That's why we call it a lottery parlay. I want to point out, though, the picks in this parlay that I feel confident with, the ones I'm a little less confident with. It kind of maybe give you like a tier if I could break it down for you. So the least confident spots here, I've already highlighted those for you if you're watching this on YouTube. But if you're not watching on YouTube, you're hearing it via podcast, I'll explain it to you. Cheyenne Vlismas, Zumagulov, Weeks, and Guida. I would take those four out right away. Um, not confident in, in those fights. The fights that I'm then next, the next level of my least confidence would be the... Um, Looking close here, looking close here. I would say the Mickey Gall fight and the Claudio Puelas fight. I would take those two off next. And then the next group, I would take out... Wow, I would take out Jeremiah Wells and Luis Smolka. And so what we're left with, the core that I feel the most confident with, is Rob Font, Brad Riddell, Jimmy Crute, Brandon Allen. Those are the four I feel the, you know most confident with. And then the next tier that I feel a little less confident about, but I like them, is like Smolka, Gall, Puelas, Jeremiah Wells, Mackie Patola. So mix it up. You know, you got to find the, the right combination. That's the whole magic to this, right? Um, listen to a few handicappers out there who give great advice. Uh, I try to give shout outs to the guys like M.A. Lawton, who's, a, who's amazing. Um, you know, Clint over at, uh, uh, over at, um, I forgot the name of that podcast he's on, but Clint's awesome. Uh, he does a great job. Of course, Cody Saptic. Um, there's a bunch of good shows out there, but here's an idea for you. It's only one buck. You know, I think most of us can afford a dollar. You throw it out there, you see what happens. So, all right, guys, that wraps up our show. Pick your poison for this week. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, come on back, subscribe. If you're not subscribed, hit the like button, share, comment. If you end up hitting any winners from our advice, come on back and tell us about it. Write some comments. If you lose some money based upon our advice, come on back and bitch about it. Write about it. Uh, leave us a really nasty note. I'll still like it. I know it's not personal. Anyway, guys, good luck with this card. Have a wonderful weekend. Peace.